Welcome to the DGR Podcast. I'm your host, David Gray. Hey guys, David here. Welcome back to the DGR Podcast. This is episode number... Shit, sorry. I had the episode number open and then I closed my phone. Number 77. I'm going to do a little bit of a... Just answer quickly a few business questions that people have. Um, so yeah, just a business episode alone, and I think it'll be helpful, I hope. Uh, we've been very busy recently over the last couple of weeks, and I have a client coming shortly, so I'm actually just going to bang through these and get straight into it. One is around business mentors uh, in the industry. Uh, one is about the most and least favorite things about running an online business, and then one is opportunities that come along with having a large social media following. So easiest one first, what are the most and least favorite things about running an online business? Um, this, the most is an easy answer. Very easy answer. My most favorite thing about running a, an online business are, I would say my most favorite thing about running any business, if I ran any business, my most favorite thing by far, let's just stick, sorry, let's just stick to an online business. My most favorite thing with running an online business is making money. I'm not afraid, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not afraid to say it. And I only realized it probably two and a half years ago. I only really, like, I only really realized it that I fucking love making money. It feels great when you wake up in the morning and you've sold a couple of programs overnight, when you go, can go on holidays, when you can sit in a coffee shop and you can make some money, that, that is a brilliant feeling. And that is an addictive feeling. It is definitely uh, an addictive feeling. Now, I don't think that's a feeling that's um, only exclusive to online business. I would say it's, a, it's any business, any business owner probably starts to get addicted to the feeling of making money um and i'm not like money doesn't run my life or ruin my life i don't need that much money i would like to have a shit ton of money but i like i don't it's not about like the number in my bank account necessarily it's more about which is important to me as well definitely um and i can speak about my thoughts around that another time but it's for me it's more about yeah, it's the making of the money, I think, is the fun part. That's the the really cool, that's where you get a lot of um, pleasure, I think, from making the money. And also, I get a lot of pleasure from making money and knowing that someone just bought something that is going to have a massive impact on how they feel and move and perform and view movement. A massive positive impact where for the most part, their previous interactions with movement and training and rehab will have been more negative than positive, I will say. So like, I feel no guilt whatsoever about making the making of the money because I know that we're giving one, two, five, ten X the value of what I'm getting, that person is getting back. So I love that feeling. So most, uh, most favorite thing, is making money. 
uh, and helping people. But they could like they kind of come together in other people's minds. The helping people is separate. Oh, I want to. Oh, I just want to be able to help everyone, and I don't care if I make money. That's bullshit. You wanna you wanna have both. Otherwise, if you try and help people without getting that value back, one, you won't help as many people because actually people need to feel like. They had, there's an exchange, an exchange of value. I give you something, you give me something. And if they don't give you anything, if you start to give out stuff for free, like people just don't do it and they don't value it. So um, I value, I value the money that they are giving me and they value the product that they are getting back. And, and it's a, I think it's a great exchange. So I really enjoy that. Um, the least favorite uh, is everything, is everything that Kira does. So like the admin side of it, the uh, organizing of events, the website stuff. We have a, a website. We have a website guy or a website team, but Kira still talks to them. I almost never talk to them. Um, she logs into the back end of the website. She tweaks stuff. I will ask her to tweak stuff, but like I don't do it. Um, I don't even know how to log into the back end of our website. So I don't really enjoy that stuff, and that's why. I don't do it and like it's taken me a while to just really actually be a business person that hands off that stuff and doesn't have to ask all the time like what's this what's that what are you doing there like I I trust Kira and I trust the other people that work with their business and it just frees up so much energy for me to not do that um one thing that I do a bit of that I don't, I can't, I won't say, I don't know if it's the least favorite. The least favorite is definitely the admin side, but is not my favorite thing is the ads. And I still do a good bit on the ads, um, so a, bit, a bit at least on the ads. And I don't love it mostly because I think I'm a good marketer. I think I'm, I understand the mindset. I, I think I'm an okay market, marketer, I should say. I'm okay. I'm not not the worst. Definitely not not the best whatsoever. Not even not even good. I'm okay, but I understand the psychology of I think the our, our customers. Uh, but I just don't know. I'm not confident enough with the back end on on like Facebook ads, Instagram ads to really do a good job. And I personally, I would like to get a lot better at it, but I just don't have the time or the energy because that would mean I'm taking time time and energy away from something else. So I do have the time to put into it if I really wanted to, but that would take time from something else that's more important, I think, to me. The funny thing with that is I actually was going to go and be a digital marketer at one stage. So I was offered a scholarship to one of the top universities in Dublin to play Gaelic football for a one-year master's to do a digital marketing course there. And um, I basically had agreed that I just needed to sign on the dotted line and it was done. And that was going to cost, that was costing thousands and thousands and thousands of euro. I can't remember how much it was, but a master's in Dublin for a year, um, in digital marketing was going to be very expensive and it was fully paid scholarship. So I wouldn't have to pay anything. So that was work, going to be worth a lot to me. But at the same time, I had an, uh, I was interviewing for a job for a say as a sales rep for a sports nutrition company. And that was going to be a really good job too. And I was actually offered the job and the scholarship and I had to choose between both. And I was given basically given 24 hours to choose. And I chose the job, which, um 
which was probably the right decision just to get like get that job and yeah I learned a lot about sports nutrition at the time I got to work in the health and fitness industry I got a car (laughs) um so yeah the funny thing is like I could have been deep in the digital marketing world uh if I went down that route but I didn't so my least favorite thing everything Kira does my most favorite thing making money I think um second question have you had any opportunities sorry have you had opportunities outside of your core business that come along as a result of having a large following um we've had a few but not many like i presume you mean some you mean something like opportunities as in like a brand a brand deal or collaborations or stuff like that we've had a few small ish ones i would say but like who's going to who's going to want to now, maybe I'm being closed minded and just thinking about like brand deals or something, because that's what a lot of like influencers will get into. But like, who wants me to wear their clothes? No one is aspiring to look like me. So if it's something like that, then not really. There's been a couple of small things, but nothing worth, I, I would say nothing worthwhile. Um, there's been a couple of like collaborations with companies in the industry that could make a little bit of money could potentially make okay money but nothing particularly worthwhile and then there's some affiliate stuff that we could potentially pursue ourselves that could make probably decent decent money um but again it's a time and an energy thing and even more than that it's for me it's a focus thing like i want to maximize our core business i want to keep pushing in the education space keep developing our name as the people who get the best results in the world of rehab and help people understand movement and educate people on movement and anything outside of that takes my focus away so you probably hear me talk a lot about consistency if you listen to the podcast how important consistently chipping away at something is but consistency needs to pair for me at least with focus so you can consistently be working and be like yeah every day i'm chipping away at this but like one day i can be talking about one day i can be kind of um learning about movement the next day i can be like trying to be an affiliate to lululemon the next day i can be trying to come out with a product where uh yeah like look at these terror bands that i now have for sale the next day it can be something else that type of consistency is, I, I think, misguided. And I think your consistency needs to come with focus. And my entire focus is on building our core business. And maybe in a year, maybe in two years, we'll have opportunities to um, to partner or something with other brands. I don't know, potentially, but I'm not I'm not concerned with that at the moment and I, I don't want to I don't want anything to take my focus away from that. So yeah. Um so yeah, we haven't had big opportunities, we have had some small ones and then the other the flip side is I don't want people to yeah, like I don't want people to associate us with anything bar the absolute best, top quality. I I will only do things that elevate our brand and our customers and our loyal clients view of us i will only do things that elevate our us in the eyes of those people and i don't want to like sell out even if it was a good company like 
I don't want to be seen to just be selling shit or affiliate of something where it's just to make money. It's just not worth it. It's a short term thing and we need to have long term thinking, I think, there. So, um, so yeah, I presume that question was asked from a place of if I also grow my following, is there opportunities outside of my core business? And I would say I, I, I remember having this conversation with a coach that I know a few years ago where he had a gym it was doing pretty well and he was talking about opening up another gym uh in spain in marbella or something like that like that a second gym and i was probably 19 at the time and i still i had advice i think i had advice or at least i remember thinking myself and i've always kept this mindset since which was because i was training in his gym and i was like your gym is not maximized at the moment as far as i could see it was 70 percent full and you're going to go and put your focus in on in onto something else and like make that at best 70 percent uh full or 70 percent of its potential at best but really more likely it's going to end up bringing your core business down to 50 percent because you're taking your energy away from that core business so i want to get our core business to 100 percent, or at least push it as close to that as i can and only then will I start to look outside, if I look at all, outside at other avenues and other opportunities. Now, don't get me wrong, like I would, if it was the right opportunity, I would look at it, but it can take my focus away from our core business. So I hope that uh, I hope that helps. And I think that advice goes for a lot of people. If you're if you have a gym, if you have a personal training thing, you have a clinic and you're looking at all these other opportunities would you be better off? Because that's the sexy thing is to like start to your attention is to start to look at different things and see different opportunities and think the grass is green or elsewhere. But look at your core business and think, can I actually if I just if I put the energy that I'm thinking about putting into that thing into my core business with consistency and focus, could it grow this thing? And could this thing be 2x 3x 10x bigger than rather than looking at a small opportunity that's going to add on a couple of percent into our revenue guys if you're sick of using calf and tibialis raises with yourself or your clients hoping that they will work secretly knowing that they won't then check out our foot program in the show notes i'll teach you how i rehab and train all of my clients how to unlock their rear foot and their ankle how to pressurize their midfoot, how to load and strengthen their forefoot, how to build a connection from the foot to the hip, how to progress through plyometrics. It will open up so many tools in your toolbox and and completely transform how you view lower leg training. So check it out. You won't regret it. Um, Okay, and then last question. Business mentors. uh, Do you have business mentors in the industry or people you admire in this industry? Um... Of course, I have people I admire, but I think you mean on the like you mean on the business side of things. I definitely don't have any business mentor, and I haven't had a business mentor. And I, I will. I sp- I actually spoke about this on my newsletter, or I mentioned this on my newsletter. I think last month, where I was considering trying to hire a business mentor. I just would like. I would like to potentially like to if I could find the right person. Um, but it's tricky in this industry because I think if you were really trying to build a big clinic, you could find tons of business mentors that will help you do that pretty quickly. Um, But we're not trying to build a clinic. Our clinic is full. We have a, we have 
me and Alice, we have as many clients as we need. Now, there's like obviously a few gaps here and there, but all I need, would need to do is put up one post and say accepting clients now and we will get them in. So we're definitely not trying to build that. We're trying to build our online business, our education business, where we're trying to shape how people think about movement and rehab in the industry. And when I think about that, there's not that many people that have done it, done things in that way. There's people that will, there's business mentors that will help you get more clients as a personal trainer, help you earn more money as an SSC coach that will help you yeah, fill up your clinic. But because the online space is such a new space, there's not that many people that to, to look to. Now, I'm uh, sorry, maybe there's some, there's definitely, of course, there's some, I just don't really know who they are. And any of the people that I look to who have done big things, and I want to see, I want it to be a business mentor who's someone who's done a big thing in, in you know, they, they, they have a track, of course, I want them to have a proven track record. And I just don't see that. And any of the people I think that have done big things, I think what they're teaching is not great. Their principles aren't great. Their morals often aren't great. And they will sacrifice their message just to make more money. And I, do, I want to be careful not to do that. I want, I think we can make big, we've already made, I, I personally think we've already done big things, big, big, relatively big things, big ish things. And I think we can help a lot of people. So I want our business to grow, but not to sacrifice any principles or morals along the way. And that's the tricky thing. So I more so look kind of outside the industry. And, and just to go back, like what I mean by that is the, the space is so new. Like when I started to do online rehab with people like five years ago, let's say, I I didn't know anyone else that was doing it. I'm sure there were people doing it, but not people doing it particularly well, I wouldn't say. Whereas then when COVID hit, we, we ran a webinar and 300 or so coaches and therapists came to that webinar and started their online business the next day. And now basically every single person's website or inter, uh, Instagram that you go on runs, will will have accepting online clients. So, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that's because of me. It was just going in that direction anyway. But um, def so I'm definitely not saying that. Um, but what I mean is like, we didn't have anyone at the time to look to there. Whereas now, if you're trying to build that, uh, if you're trying to um, build up a client base for online rehab, there's tons of people. You can look to us, you can look to hundreds or maybe thousands of others who are doing that really well and kind of start to see what they do well, see what they don't do well. Whereas what we're trying to do now is there's not that many people doing it, I don't think. So I more so look outside the industry and I basically just have one big person that I look to, uh, who is, who probably a lot of people look to. And I look, I look at Steve Jobs. I think he is the goat. He's basically shaped the world around us. I love Apple products and he is a very, he was, he is a legend, but he is a, he was a formidable person. He was, he shaped the world that we live in. I have an iPhone. I have AirPods. I have the beats on my head. I have a Mac. I have uh, a MacBook. I, and Kira has a MacBook Air. So we, between us, and we both have AirPods, we we have all this Apple stuff. And if you look at the design, like his idea was that, uh, as far as I, I've, I've kind of read a lot about him and stuff. And I think his idea was that you want to be better. You want to be the best, not just in one way. Like it's something can't just look better or feel better or taste better. 
it needs to be better in every way. So like it needs to work better. And that's my idea with our, with our stuff. I want to, I want us and our coaches that we train to be smarter than everyone else, to be better communicators, to be nicer, to be friendlier to their clients, to get better results, to get, to make more money, to be better in every way. And yeah, so I look at like someone like Steve Jobs and he was so adamant about that type of thing. He had taste, he had style, he had vision, he trusted himself. He was, he was, yeah, he really trusted himself when he had to make a decision. You'll hear stories about him in a boardroom where someone is saying like, should we use this keypad versus this one or this mouse versus this one or which style do you like of computer or like the Safari um, like the different the different functions and stuff like that, he trusted himself to make the right decision, and he yeah he backed himself, and I really liked that. Um, so he also like he had something that if you, you speak about people speak about a reality distortion field where the, this is the phrase that everyone uses Steve's reality distortion field where let's say he went to a group of designers um our developers and said okay we need to add this function to our to our whatever to our computer we need to have this done how long is it going to take and the group would say it's going to, that would take minimum six months steve and he would say i need it done in by next week and they would all say it's po- impossible and then he would convince them that it is completely possible and then he would they would rally around it and get it done so you hear all these stories around his reality distortion field where he just he just kind of bended the world the, the the world to his will. He want really wanted something to happen, and he made it happen. And he got other people in with him uh, that were doers, and they made it happen as well. So, like the lessons that I take from him, and I try and my, remind myself. Sometimes I try and ask myself with our business, like, what would Steve Jobs do? Um, what would he say if he looked at our business? And I think he would say like every customer interaction either builds brand equity or uh trust or takes it away so like everything we do with our customers everything we do with our clients i want to be good i want people to like every part of it i want them to like it's an enjoyable experience when you listen to our podcast when you go onto our instagram when you buy a program when you get results from a program when you come to a workshop i want everything to be a big part of your journey and enjoy it and um yeah i think that's that's important i don't want anything to be janky or any part to be a letdown and i think one of the things that we've done with our programs is we've built a lot of trust and people now know that when we release something new i'm not going to break that trust because you can build trust for years and you can break it in five minutes if you go to a restaurant 20 times that you you, you, it tastes amazing every single time best meal ever and then you go once and you get food poison you're probably never going back again Uh, or just the meal is shit or the waiter or the chef treats you badly or something like that you're never going back again so like i want every interaction to build trust and i really am careful not to break trust so i don't want to release anything that's not good because that immediately will break the trust and people will people will remember that so not every interaction needs to be positive rather than not not neutral not negative positive um and yeah i think the other one is that everything needs to be everything needs to be better than than your competitor and that's not that hard in this industry because 
the competition not i don't mean you guys listening to the podcast i mean like just the health and fitness industry is so poor in general that it's not that hard to be better but it's easy then to get lazy so everything needs to be better every touch point with a customer um needs to be better how you communicate how you look how you speak to people how you make people feel how much people enjoy working with you the results that they get um yeah every single part of it needs to be needs to be better and i think like that's definitely something that i think about with steve jobs if you go into an apple store it looks lovely it's so nice in there it's so clean if you buy a product you come home even the box is nice you open the box there's no manuals and all this stuff it's a plug and a computer you plug it in and it's so easy to set up there's like it's just all seamless it just all feel makes you feel good so i want our stuff to be like that so when i think of business mentors i think about trying to emulate someone like that even though it's impossible because like you have one you have like a pubic hair worth of his talent (laughs) one pubic hair that like falls out and hits the ground like that's what you are to or we are to someone like steve jobs but you can still try and take lessons from him and then the other one i think is vince mcmahon the owner of wwe um he's i won't i I have a client comment so i won't go into depth there but he's he's been a cool person to watch over the years i used to hate him when i was watching professional wrestling when i was younger and it's because i look back now and it's because he wanted you to hate him he was going to be he was being the heel he was being the bad guy in that industry and it was all an act and it was all an act and he did everything he could to make the business better which included thousands of fans chanting and say like chanting and jeering and booing him every night he went out and he was doing that on purpose he was being the bad guy to build a business he was being incredibly creative he was another formidable guy um when you you'll hear me use the word like not hear me use the word but when i look at people i admire i like formidable people who they'll there's adversity and they'll keep going so yeah that's some of the when i think of business mentors like they are obviously yeah you can maybe consider them mentors if you want but definitely steve jobs i think is someone to look at so those are the main questions i'm going to answer today maybe i'll do another uh round of these questions soon and yeah i hope that was enjoyable uh if you liked it and you do want to build your business a great place to start is dgr interactive not that i will talk to you too much about business stuff on there but I will help you get amazing results with your clients, which is the single best way to build your business. I will I basically teach you every single thing I know in DGR Interactive, and it will be a massive help. There's over 800 coaches and therapists in there learning with us. Give it 10 minutes a week, max, and I promise you it will transform how you think and see and coach movement. Um, and yeah, it will help you. A tremendous amount and it is helping people a tremendous amount so i hope that was an okay episode um maybe a bit rushed but we're good and yeah nice day here i'm gonna see a couple of clients um we have a catch-up call with our london group or no sorry dublin group that came to our workshop so i'm going to do a call there and then i'm going to go to jiu-jitsu and then we're going to go to a late night swim so um so yeah thanks for listening guys chat to you next week